So on the uh, the Mars rover, they actually have like they're collecting actual samples, and then it's just gonna collect these samples of soil and just drop it for another rover in a couple of years to pick it up and then launch it to a satellite in space and bring it back to Earth. They, they could and on make top the of that, it has a jobs. No. <laughs> no, 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 because that's too much. Because that's asking NASA for too much. It seems like a really overcomplicated job. Like, why would anyone want to do this? It just seems like another, you know, excuse to spend millions and millions of dollars. It's like, this one digs. That one one picks up the digging. It also has a helicopter that just comes off of it where it really, the helicopter's only purpose is to prove that we can fly on Mars and then it only has a 90-minute battery life and then goes back to the Perseverance. Basically, the Perseverance is like the coolest Hess truck toy that you've ever gotten. <laughs> so what is – shouldn't we be able to, like, know that we can fly on Mars or not? Is, is this not like a – Well, they we don't can, have we can the fly? atmosphere. Yeah, it has a lot to do with the atmosphere, where as the propellers are going, there's not enough air to push down to give it liftoff. So it had to be like a specialty aircraft in order to give it liftoff. I'll tell you what, thank God. Normal helicopters don't work because like the normal thrust or whatever. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Thank God they got someone else to do that job because fucking I would be lost. I wouldn't be able to do that fucking job (laughs) at all. There's a reason they didn't ask you. Ah, shit. Is that why? I think. Were were they knocking down your door? (laughs) I, I would like to think so. Hello, everyone. Uh, welcome to this week's edition of Nerd Shit Live. I'm your host, Pat. With me, as always, is my co-host, Danny, Nick, and special this week, everyone. Give it up for Mike Burke. Yay! <laughs> Woo! Yeah, he's here. he's here to talk about Rust with all of us, um, which will be a good time. At least I think so. I mean, it's been... Unlike Rust. Unlike Rust <laughs> so can be uh, not a great time. I mean, at least I think so. Yeah, 40, 40 hours in, we'll get there. We'll, we'll get, get there. there. All right. Uh, just to start, let's just, let's just get with the news already tonight because uh, we're already late. Uh, <laughs> uh, first up, uh, Cruella with, came out with a new trailer. Um, starring Emma Stone. I didn't know this was be- this was a thing. If I'm honest, I had no idea that this was no being clue. made. This is a surprise. I, it comes out in a couple months, right? Like I saw nothing for this. Yeah, actually, I've been thinking about that too. Is that like it's got to be because like everyone's attention span is way shorter, right? Oh yeah, no, they they can't announce something in like May of 2020 and expect people to keep keep an eye out for it in May 2021. I think I think you can do that with like a really you know, a, a movie people are going to give a shit about. <laughs> and even then, I think you could do that in the pre-pandemic world. But we don't know where we're going to be in a few weeks. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. That's like, fair. you can't announce, like, yeah, we're going to put it in theaters. JK, we probably shouldn't put it in theaters. It's going to be on Disney+. Plus. Well, honestly, this doesn't have, like, the Disney Plus sticker on it. Like, it doesn't seem that it's going to Disney Plus at all. 
And that's kind of like, I'm pretty sure Black Widow is their watermark for that because their plan is to put Black Widow out on May 7th. And if that goes well, then I'm positive everything's going to theaters again. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But I'm, I mean, I don't know about you guys, but I, like me, I only just got my vaccination appointment for Tuesday. So, and I'm in the protected group, you know? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yes. 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 Give it up. Yes. Give it up. So, Get your vaccines, everyone. And... <laughs> It's going to take an additional three weeks after that to get my second dose. And then I'm not considered immune until a week or two after that. So the whole process is going to take forever. So how are they going to count on uh, being able to get bodies in seats? You know what I mean? They they literally can't, especially like what you said, like you're in you're in group one B or whatever. So it's like one C is the next group of everybody. And if they're already so having such difficulty getting it out to like your group, it's like hell, you know. Everybody's not going to be able to get it. <laughs> I love that. I love that. I love that. It's like hell. It's <laughs> well, hell. Well, hell. <laughs> Literally, no one's gonna. I I think maybe if we get like fifty percent of people vaccinated who want to get vaccinated by the end of this year, I think I'd be. I think that's even aspirational. Listen. Yeah. Yeah. Before we switch back to Cruella, I'm just saying right now, if my vaccine, if I'm immune before March 31st, I will be in the theater to see Godzilla vs. Kong. All right. You're you're a special case, though. That's not most of America, I don't think. What? I'm sorry. What do you mean? I'm saying like you're like Godzilla v. Kong. Oh, yeah. Most of America is like. Yeah, maybe I'll. I might still wear my mask. I don't know if I'm going to go to the movies. Maybe I'll go to my local Sit there bar. With a big bottle of popcorn. The one other guy in the theater. Hey, man, you want you want some? <laughs> <laughs> Hey, how about that immunity, man? Uh, <laughs> but so as I said, when the trailer got dropped for Cruella, you guys think she's going to like make the coat? Or like, <laughs> she, she, the end scene is gonna be her with her hundred Dalmatians. I'm just saying, like, what's the point of this movie? You know what I mean? Well, dude, that's yeah, that's what I was thinking about. Like, she seems like a super cut and dry character. Like, Corella Deville is. I want to skin puppies. I want to look good doing it. <laughs> like, where is the redeemability of that character? How do you I'm make that really... character sympathetic? It's pretty much the question right. there. They just, they just said, who's iconic? Who's, who's this iconic figure that we can do a bunch of merchandising around? Yeah. I mean, I guess the only way to make her redeemable is have Emma Stone play her. That's, yeah. that's the only thing you can really do. Also, one thing I got from the trailer, is Cruella magic? Or not. <laughs> no, no, no. I don't know. Are, are, is are Cruella magic? Fire dress thing? Yeah. Like, is that is she like a witch that we didn't know about? I was gonna say it's just I think it's like, well, isn't this isn't this supposed to be set back in like you know? Yeah. Like the like, ni- London 1970s. Right. Yeah. I think it's so, earlier than that. I think say, it's yeah, earlier yeah, than what, that. When did the original movie take place? Uh, I don't know. Uh, I'll pull it up. Great question. Yeah. She drove a Cadillac DeVille before it was cool, so. Well, that's, that's what I'm saying. Like, you know, you get that whole, it, the whole vibe of it is like a real kind of like Gadsby, Roaring Twenties, like yeah. woman ahead of her time. But I, I also read, I thought it was in the 70s somewhere, but. Yeah. yeah. It, the original came out, it came out in 66. Let me find the setting. Like, it has like a very, um, like, even like the, the movie art for it is very, um, like sex pistols like cover it's like like the black and white like it's really cool like it has like that like london punk sort of speaking of uh, which um 
so I, I mean the the whole look. I mean, I think the product. I, I think Disney always has a stellar look to their movies. You know, I I, I don't think they look cheap at all. But uh, this one specifically, it's really the question of why, and not only why, but who asked for this. You know what I mean? Like <laughs> nobody, nobody asked for what? this. You know what? I, I think a, I think a lot of it comes from like the, they had a lot of success with like the Maleficent movies. And I get a lot of that yeah. kind of strong male vibe with right. it. Did well, they? they? They did. Dude, the amount of stuff that they were able to put out, like merchandise around Maleficent. Oh, true. Like, that was big. And I also think, like, 110% because of Harley Quinn, mm-hmm. they made this movie. Oh, that that's sense. a good point. I didn't even like, think about that. Like, especially, like, you know, in the trailer, when it's like a quick cut of a scene, it's like, a shot of a building and like it's got purple text and it's got Cruella all out throughout it. It's like such hardcore Joker vibes. Absolutely, yeah, that's true. I mean, like, it's it's very like strong female antihero type of uh, vibe that they're going for. That they're just playing right off of Harley Quinn. Going back right. to Maleficent, like, but what, like why even bother? Like, there's so many characters. Dis- Disney's got such a wealth of characters that they could play with. And Cruella Deville is just like so one-dimensional, like just evil, bad character. Why? Well, that's what I—that's what to... I think is really, really cool about it is because like I think it's gonna play on like the duality of her a lot because she's got and there's so much like there's so much different or there's obviously like so much like physical and like visual elements like her hair right. in the like the in the trailer it shows her like you know crying with her makeup all run in bed and then you've got like that Kubrick yeah, stare kind of going like on it. from it. <laughs> <Just> like, really... <laughs> Yes. <laughs> like that really broken like <laughs> i'm just wondering like what is like what's the origin story we're getting like she was attacked by a bunch of puppies or something like in this movie and that's why she just wants to make a code of them dude i don't i don't know and i think that's what's interesting um i think it's kind of cool like it's because of the one-dimensionality and they really it's an old-ass movie like right you said nick it came out in the 60s yeah, it was in the 60s, and the setting is 1958. Okay, okay. all right, yeah, so it is okay. early. Okay. So, so, like, they can they can almost write, in as much as it is, like, a reboot of an old character, they can write, you know, wow, an original story, like, for one. <laughs> you guys want to know what would be better if these, if, like, Maleficent, for instance, uh, in and obviously this isn't out yet, so we don't know, but Maleficent and its sequel were not good. <laughs> they made money based off nostalgia, but like, have you guys seen the first Maleficent? Yeah, it is. I have. Yeah, dog shit. It is the Charlto Car Carplo. Carplo is that his name? The guy who plays the villain. He has three different accents the whole movie, and it changes <laughs> scene He's to scene style. to scene. <laughs> yeah. Like it doesn't make any sense at all. Also, there's a really there's a really heavy handed uh allegory for sexual abuse and it does not play well like it, i remember the the women i was i was with when i saw that movie were extremely off-put by that scene like it wasn't like promising young woman where it really spoke to a certain cause it was like a jesus christ did we really need that like we're in a fucking disney movie right now I thought this was a children's movie. yeah exactly so listen i i Disney, you know, they own Marvel and Star Wars, so they have my money all the time, no matter what. Well, I have they, Disney they've Plus. They've done such a great job with Star we'll Wars. We'll get there. We'll get there. <laughs> and, uh, um, and obviously, I have Disney Plus, so I'm all for it. 
But um, you know, I'm just good with these fucking Disney remakes. I don't want another one. You know, I they fucking ruined Aladdin, and don't get me started on The Lion King. Um, so I didn't need this. However, I'm probably still gonna watch it, and that's because I host a podcast with you jokers. So moving on in more tech related news. Uh, Chromebooks are going to come pre-installed with Stadia from now on. And guess what? It was to the immediate woo of one guy who may be like Stadia. <laughs> Reggie Watts. <laughs> Reggie what Watts really likes Stadia. What, what is coming installed? Like, does it, like, so, come with a controller? Like, I don't understand what's being installed on no, there. So that's, that's the thing. I, when I was looking into this, it's not even pre-installed. Like, it just comes with a link to Stadia. You do get three <laughs> months of Stadia uh, Pro free, granted, which is, like, you know, a $30 offering or whatever, but it's just, like, while you're installing it, you know how, like, when you install, like, Java, and it's like, what hotbar do you want today? Like, do you want this task, or do you want that? You'll get that with Stadia. Yeah, no, it comes with the URL. It's, I mean, Literally, like... that's what I read. Like, I, it's, I, it's just so fucking stupid. I mean, listen... They already pulled, Google pulled a bunch of developers off of this project already because they already know Stadia is not going to last. And on top of that, Google is notorious for committing to something, seeing it doesn't work out in the first eight months, and then jumping ship. Now, it's been a couple years that Stadia has been around. However, it's not seamless like game streaming. There are still hiccups like issues with performance, connections always dropping, and plus, we have seen before, gamers do not like to not own their games. You know what I mean? Well, I mean, I think this is, the the target for this would not be gamers. You know, this is for people, like, imagine, uh, you know, like, a family gets a laptop for their kid, and they don't have a money for, you know, the money for um, a any you know xbox or a playstation or something this would be a way for them to kind of get into gaming and maybe like open a door i think it's smart you know whether or not that you know it's the it's the greatest way to to go about doing it it's going to open the door to other people who right. aren't gamers but the problem the problem with that though is still the monetary issue because you still have to pay i think it's 60 dollars to get access to stadia and then on top for of that a year or monthly uh for a year and yeah, then it's it's ten. And bucks then a month you late. still have to pay the full price of whatever the game is retail, and you don't even own it. And then you have to, and then you just stream it from their servers. It's like having an access code. Well, that that's the thing. Like I think is a big, and I think a lot of our our bias inherently comes from all of us having gaming computers and gaming PCs and that mentality. But like to like what Nick said is, I think it's a really good way to lower the barrier of entry. Because I'm like I'm thinking it's like look you know you don't need a system that's high functioning you pretty much need like an internet connection of like 100 megabytes mm-hmm. per second or whatever and then you're like decent, um, and so it's kind of like if 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 this was an option for like kids to get into things you know but then it's like kids just kind of want to play like Minecraft and Fortnite and everything and if you're opening up a lot of these AAA games to them, is there going to be desire to spend any more money? Mm-hmm. And also, I mean, and also, I mean, you, you look at the fact that even a lot, even of, a lot of people still buy their games and do a digital download of it. Where sure, you own the game; that's yours. But how is this so much further removed from doing that same thing? Where it's like you don't own the game; you're streaming the game. You still paid full price for the game, right. and even if you do a digital download, you still don't now, own it on I a think, cloud. But for the most part, you don't have a physical copy I of it. I think the difference there, like, wherein lies is that where it's actually stored. So I'll just give you my experience. 
Last of Us 2, you guys know, for whatever reason, I didn't pre-order it. Uh, and I decided, you know, fuck it. I don't like to buy digital games too much if I don't have to. So I said, fuck it. I'll buy this one digital because I really wanted to play it. It is saved on my PS4 hard drive. It's not stored somewhere else, and I have to be online to play it. You know what I mean? And right. to that end, when I got my PS5 and I signed into my account, I just downloaded the game straight from that server right onto the hard drive, and that's it. Like, I can just unplug, I can unplug it from the internet altogether and still play it. So now the dependency is the, the, in, um, the internet connection, but it's also the server maintenance of who's ever housing the games. You know what I mean? If that shit goes down and they don't have anyone to fix it, which I find that hard to believe that they wouldn't or they wouldn't have a backup or a redundancy set up. Yeah, it, it's, it's, it's Google. Yeah, so yeah. I'm yeah. Not but I'm just saying that. that that is something that you have to consider now is that how reliable is what you're using and can you always have access to it? Whereas even in digital downloads care? case, do I think customers care? I mean, to Nick's the point... The customers for Stadia, do you think right. they care? Yeah, well, that's what I was going to say. To the, Nick's point, I don't think that they honestly are because, listen, if you really want to get into gaming, I think all of us can agree that there is a hundred better avenues to take than getting Stadia. You know what I mean? Um, and even now, like, I don't even know a single person or I don't really see too many people online who regularly play Stadia other than, no, I, hey, I tried it I out or I got anyone. it for free with something. You know what I mean? However, in Stadia's defense, one good redeeming quality we can give them, apparently Cyberpunk actually runs super well on Stadia. Really? It apparently runs about as good as the latest gen consoles. So it's got that. There's there's and something that's on there. God, baby girl. <laughs> Dude, seriously, fuck Cyberpunk. Alright, you know Dude. what? I'm fucking saying it this week. Here, I'm gonna give you know what? Fuck you, CD Projekt Rag. You fucking did this. You ruined my 2020 and some of my 2021. All right. Blame them for COVID. Well, I don't. I don't blame them for COVID. No, I know. I blame China I, I was, for that. I'm just trying to think. I'm trying to think of like when. What would I ever get Stadia for? Like, and if if I'm someone who's a gamer who you know has a setup, I think the only thing I would ever get Stadia for is if I'm constantly traveling away from my rig, and I don't yeah. have a separate like dedicated laptop for gaming like but if do i didn't you want to have a consistent grand, do you have a consistent internet connection though that's the problem though if mm -hmm. i'm someone who's like i want to travel and i want to like if i want to do streaming like you know with covid if i want to go live somewhere else for a month and it's like oh i want to keep up streaming or something like that like i know stadia connects to like youtube's gaming platform and like live streaming well but like what about Twitch? What about Mixer? What about any of the other platforms? And I think that's what we have to wait and see If for. you're streaming to Twitch from Stadia, you got other problems. Moving on, though. <laughs> uh, <laughs> the Gremlin series has announced their cast um, for uh, Netflix. What's it called? Gremlins Secrets of... I'm going to butcher this. Magua? Is that it? Magua. Magua? Okay. And isn't it HBO Max, not Netflix? It's HBO Max, yeah. Oh, it's man, Warner I fucked Brothers. this all up. I fucked this and all up. it was Shut already greenlit up. for a season two. Dude, I saw. How is that possible? <laughs> I don't know. Hey, it it's already got got season two. Yeah, it's, that? it does have a built-in audience. Nick's right. So this comes exclusively from Variety, and it's said here that it's set in the 1920s Shanghai. The series boasts the cast that includes... Ming Na Wen from Agents of Shield, Mandalorian, and Mulan. B D Wong, you know, a uh, crazy uh, the the guy Wonder, from Jurassic Mr. World. Robot. 
Is he in Mr. Robot? I don't watch that show. Yeah, uh, and then a, uh, the, uh, James hung like a horse hong from Blade Runner and Big Trouble in Little Chinatown. Uh, they've all been tapped for... Oh, no. And then Matthew Rice, I think his name is, has been tapped to be the voice of the half-hour show's villain. So there's 10 episodes coming up, and this seems to be our main cast. I'm with it. I like all these shows. I like all these actors, you know? Yeah. And thankfully, I'll see B.D. Wong as something else besides, like, the the scientist from Jurassic Park that just decided to go insane in the fourth movie. <laughs> How do you not know B.D. Wong from Law & Order, man? Was, was he in Law & Order too? Dude, he's he's the main, like, he's one of the psychologists. He's constantly brought in as, like, oh, in Law & Order shit, SVU. you're right. Dude. He just always plays a scientist. That's like my yeah. mom. That's, That's like his role. That shitty thing that your parents do where they, like, hog the TV, and then they just watch <laughs> something the entire, they watch one show no matter how many repeats they've seen. That was that fun. And now show. you love it. No, <laughs> like, no, you, you don't love Star, it. Like, Star Trek Next Gen, like, like nobody's business. Yeah, I've it, actually it, known actors who've comforting. been on that show. Like in my personal life, I've known people who've played dead bodies. They played witnesses. They played suspects. That's, that's where a lot of actors get their start. Actually, <laughs> yeah. I was a body. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was on Law and Order. I was the guy in the bushes and roller skates. <laughs> I was. The jury selection scene when uh, the pedophile was on trial. And this goes with Pat's dream, where Pat, if you really want to make it as an actor, his dream is to uh, get murdered in a B-level horror film. That's true. That's so, that's that's you're, like you're on, on my way. goal. Like I really want to be. Your the... sights are set too high for what you that's could possibly true. be. Maybe you could be a dead body. I want to be. Um, I, I want to be the prologue kill. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> like I want to be the guy. <laughs> And the title of the movie comes up, and then later on, two cops like find me twisted up like a pretzel or something. You know what I'm saying? Like that's what I'm looking for. That that specificity, like butchered. Uh, anyway, as we said before, uh, Gremlins was my Christmas movie of choice, so I'm looking forward to this. I didn't know that it was animated, and that always kind of makes me go like, eh. But then I think like yeah. Rick and Morty, and now Solar Opposites, which if you guys haven't watched at all. Oh my god. <laughs> it it's is unreal. List, yeah. It's unreal. I recommend. Binged it in a day and a half. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah, it's fucking it's absolutely unreal. But yeah, I like this cast. Uh I'm I'm looking forward to it. So Honestly, but, like the I'm I'm interested because this is one series where I'm not terribly afraid of them just repeat you know, like reusing intellectual intellectual properties because they're doing it in a way it's like Rather than just doing like some the traditional sitcom or something like that, kind of aping off the '80s nostalgia, they're going 1920s Shanghai. What, like that's totally weird and different. Like I'm I'm into that. Yeah, you're getting like a cool throwback to like you know like the Indiana Jones era of movies yeah. where they like did a lot of like Asian inspired influence for like yeah, some I think this is gonna be very cool. A throwback to my favorite era, 1920s Shanghai. <laughs> I celebrated once a year. <laughs> but all right so ask, i'm just gonna so it. this next topic we're about to cover i'm just gonna give the floor to nick because really i have nothing to add and i don't think anybody else is but these next words are going to enrage nick ryan johnson's star war trilogy is still on why why <laughs> why there are no more words that i have other than why i, I mean like to be fair ryan johnson He's a talented filmmaker. I'm not going to take that away from him. You know, he knows what he's doing. But he showed such reckless disregard 
for the Star Wars fans, the Star, you know, like the the mythos around it. I cannot believe that they're still saying, you know, like go right ahead, you know, like I'm. He's going to do, new, you know, it's going to be all new called stories, him, all new characters, but it's like, I, you already, you, you dropped the ball. Someone called him a round-headed fuck online, and I laughed really hard. <laughs> I mean, listen, uh, to your to your point, Nick, I think Knives Out is great. I think yeah. Looper is fucking phenomenal. Yep. Um, but, and I think in a vacuum, Star Wars The Last <laughs> Jedi is a well-made film. All right, you it's can't, you can't take great. that. It looks great. Everything they set up in Act 1 pays off in Act 3. And, like, regardless of the fact of how you feel about Luke Skywalker in that movie, as far as conventional, like, well-written characters go for a three-act structure, it works. But you take that away and you put that, you know, in the Star Wars canon, it's like, oh, this is fucking broken. <laughs> well, that's, that's, that's the thing that I have. That's actually what I'm gonna devil's advocate here and like <laughs> nice <laughs> as in nick shakes his head well it's like look so jj abrams had a lot of like conventional plans yes. you know for star wars it was yes. you know his versions were star wars by the book you know and i d depending on how much that was like corporately pulled or whatever it was like a revisionist you know extension of the original star wars is how i took it but He's not an outline writer. Like he does not. He does. He kind of like you, things unfold for his films and things like. And when you're working to do a trilogy, you need to take into consideration: Am I just telling one? Like, do I have a story that's huge and I need to break it up and I want to do this big outline, or am I stretching out a little story into three parts? And I think Johnson can do that because he's really, really like you know the way that he writes his films and the way that he directs them. I think is really cohesive in that way and well i think if you want a good star wars trilogy which you're never going to top the original trilogy and like was saying with the like like he was saying that jj abrams is very conventional very traditional if you want to revamp this franchise you need someone who's going to be reckless and who is going to be balls to the wall and willing <laughs> to take risks and willing willing to do something cool with a new trilogy I need someone who's got balls to do whatever he wants with a Star I've Wars franchise. I've got big balls. She's you got big balls. balls. I, while I don't disagree with you guys, I, I, I just want to backtrack a little bit. I also feel the same way about J.J. Abrams. Like I, When he was announced, I was very excited, but I felt like he also dropped the ball, maybe not so much in the first installment, but definitely in the third installment. Well, he had nothing to work um, with either in that third but, movie. But... but but that yeah. was a, a terrible excuse for a concluding conclusion to his story. I don't care how much of a corner Ryan Johnson put him in. Anyway, that's besides the point. Ryan Johnson, like, for me, it's about, like, taking, taking care of this thing that so many people cherish, you know? So while, yes, you should be taking chances and doing new things, he didn't really care about the mythos. He, he trampled all over it, like, what the whole meaning of that the Skywalker saga was. I felt like a lot of the visuals didn't feel Star Wars. You know, like some of the visual effects, they, there wasn't enough practical practical effects, and it relied too much on CGI. So I'm done with with Ryan Johnson. For me, I would want somebody like like a Taika Waititi, who who's more like a craftsman. Didn't they and, say he's you know, doing one? He's doing one, and yeah. I'm glad he like so. Yeah. And and he worked on Mandalorian. He, he directed a couple episodes. So 
If anything, I would be, give it, be willing to give Ryan Johnson more slack if he's working with John Favreau and Dave Filoni. Those people are good ambassadors to the Star Wars mythos. So going back, going back to the the Last Jedi, though, you bring up a good point about how he tramples all over the mythos because the Star Wars is supposed to be about Star Wars is supposed to be about good versus evil and good always triumphing over evil. And when he did the Canto bite scene, not only was it like, "Hey, no one gives a fuck about this in a Star Wars." He tried to paint the rebellion in this gray area that they too um, bought their weapons from like the rich and powerful. You know what I mean? Or the mm-hmm. resistance rather, whatever they fucking call them. But it's just like, no, no, you don't do that in a Star Wars movie. The, the resistance and rebellion, whatever you want to call it, is supposed to be that good. And yeah, but like, how he, how consistent do you want to make it? Do you want to remake the same movie exactly. twenty times? Yes, You 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 do need something new, but it's like you you're the middle chapter in a trilogy, and you're totally disconnected. You know, it's like had had J.J. Uh, Abrams set up like, oh, now we're gonna take this the story that you know and love, and maybe put some doubt, but no, it's just like totally disconnected. And makes it feel like that chapter doesn't – it's not part of it. It doesn't feel like well, it's actually – actually, canon. right before we move on, I'll say this. If Ryan Johnson's trilogy shits all over Star Wars, right, the new one that he's doing, but it takes place over here, that's fine. Bold new – you have your bold new Star Wars. Mm-hmm. If you want to continue the main saga, the Skywalker saga, right – you need to have your original recipe Star Wars in there because that's what people are going uh, yes. for. That's yes. what you need. Your main saga should be your original recipe, your 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 spinoffs. Your, like, look at Rogue One. You know what I mean? That was very different from what we're used to, and it worked well because it didn't fuck with the main canon. You know what I mean? I get it, but after I mean, 30 years, I think you need a bit of – like, I, I completely understand, and I know Star Wars is a, a hollowed, untouchable thing to many, many people. But but maybe at the end of the day they just shouldn't have continued the Skywalker saga in the oh, new trilogy. Exactly. They that's just shouldn't have done it. Don't touch it. Point. But George I think, Lucas I think already I, shit on it in the prequels. <laughs> I think I, I agree with with Pat though. It's like Star Wars it has this big expansive universe that you can do play in the sandbox, do whatever you want. But when you're talking about this original you know saga, don't mess with it. It's it's perfect. Mm-hmm. All right. Before we get any more crazy, uh, <laughs> my heart reads up. I got a lot to talk about. <laughs> yeah, I know. I, I know you do. So, um, up next, you guys, we have a trailer react we have to do. Oh, yeah. Are you excited? Can you guys see? Can you guys see the screen that I'm sharing with you all? No, not yet. Uh, not yet. He's black. He's, he's black screen. He's, he's black. so black. Oh, oh, okay. That's perfect because that's that's exactly what it. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, oh, this is. Beautiful. For black okay, all right, all right. Can you you guys should be able to hear it? I'll, I'm gonna unmute it. Don't worry. And then let me just let me just fix what the fuck is going on in uh in OBS right now because clearly when I shared my screen, Windows went crazy. So I just it's gonna this is this is gonna make me angry if I don't fix this right now. So I, I apologize. I apologize, to everyone who's watching this. All three of you. Um, red band trailer. <laughs> I think this is what video games should be doing more of. I don't know many other games that have done red bands, but this is a cool idea. Before we get started, 
Danny, do you remember when we went and saw a sausage party? <laughs> and oh, there was yeah. okay, it was like eleven thirty at night. We're at the dining theater. The place is packed, and mm. it's silent. And we see this red brand trailer come up, and I just go, "Ooh, red band's gonna be naughty <laughs> like that." <laughs> And everyone Ooh. laughs. The whole theater snickers and laughs because it's just a ridiculous concept. Like, just a, you're in an the R-rated trailer. Yeah, you're in the movie theater for an R-rated movie. We already like we know what we're here for. You know what I mean? All right. So, just to get started, can you guys hear this? Yes. Yeah. All yeah, right, we're going for it. Seven years ago, on a mission in Brazil to capture a wanted fugitive. When we got there, it tore through our unit in seconds. The target had superhuman abilities. So fucking tight. <laughs> it had the same marking you do, Cole. It's a birthmark. What do you mean? He was born with it. It's not a birthmark, Cole. It means you've been chosen. Ah, they're going the chosen one path. Okay. All over the world. Reference a great tournament of champions. That dragon marking. I think it's an invitation to fight for something known. That guy always plays the same. Oh, oh yeah. Mortal Kombat. It looks so, so brutal. I'm Sonya. That's Kano. I'm Liu Kang. Thanks, <laughs> Jax. Kung Lao. Lord Raiden. The fate of Earth is in our hands. No matter how many of my people you put in the ground, we will not fail. Kill them. Ready for it. Get over here. Fuck yeah. Kaino wins. You fucking beauty. <laughs> That's sick. Okay. That looks pretty fucking cool. All right. I think the only way you could do a trailer for that movie was Red Band. Oh yeah. I don't think and, there oh, is yeah. a G-rated trailer. And the other, no, no. the other thing is like that tells me exactly what this movie is and should be. It's a Mortal Kombat movie. It should be over the top, brutal, insane amounts of action. Uh, I don't know what the actual narrative is because it seems like they actually referenced the Mortal Kombat like. The actual Mortal Kombat tournament, but on mm -hmm. top of that, it they have said that Sub Zero is the main villain of the movie. Yeah, but I don't understand how that so it, it's it, going to work out. It, 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 yeah, my initial like reaction to it is, it's got like a Fast and Furious kind of vibe, where it's like you know a bunch of the characters come from a different area, but then also just like 
a gratuitous um kind of like samurai plus like hunger games kind of like real dark dirty thing yeah no i mean so when i watched i i the only reason we brought that trailer up on the show is because i watched it and i was like oh shit we got to react to this because it's it's fucking unreal like this trailer is actually amazing uh when i was watching it originally i was like all right so if they have sub-zero and scorpion fighting they have to have scorpion say get over here at the end of the trailer, or no one's gonna watch this fucking movie. And as I said that, it cuts to get over here. I was like, oh, they fucking did it. They did it. Um, I mean, here's the thing. I Pat and I talked about this earlier. I've I've never played a Mortal Kombat game. I I don't think I've I've ever. I only know like a couple things about it. I only know a few characters. One of which is Sub Zero. And after watching this trailer, I'm a hundred percent in. Like, I am fully in. That looks sick. Yeah. That looks awesome. Um, so, interesting. I don't, I'm don't. i not a big Mortal Kombat guy. I've played a couple games here and there. I just downloaded MK11, though, after seeing that trailer because I was like, well, fuck, I got to play this game then. Um, so, I used to think Sub-Zero and Scorpion were brothers, but really what just ha- – what that just – that was a rumor that got started because in the original source code when they made the game, they just took the same character models, changed the movesets – and then just change the colors of them. So that's why peop- that rumor got started online. But the actual lore now is that Scorpion, the in the ori- the, the first Mortal Kombat um, tournament in the, the lore of the games, right, is that Scorpion killed the original Sub-Zero. So uh, then the next year they went back to Mortal Kombat for the next tournament, Sub-Zero was there again. And he found out that the new Sub-Zero was the younger brother of the old one seeking vengeance on Scorpion. And because of some ninja code, Scorpion can't ever actually... He vows not to kill Sub-Zero, only protect him. Because he's the younger sibling of the one he killed. I don't understand that. I don't know. I don't think that's going to play into this film, if not a sequel, if they're going to do that. I hope not. That seems complicated. Yeah, it seems yeah, really that, complicated, that obviously. Boring. But... I think for the lore of the games, though, that's a nice, that's a cool avenue to take. You know what I mean? I think that's that's kind of cool that they build up this whole like, I guess you could say like relationship between them and everything. But but I'm really looking forward to see like like Sub Zero fucking froze Scorpion's blood and used what? it as and a made dagger. It a knife. Yeah, <laughs> that is. That's sick. the point where I put my hands above my head and I was like, <laughs> yo. <laughs> yeah. Uh, that throws him into a bunch of ice picks. Uh, that is awesome. Jax normally has two mechanical arms, and obviously they've had different interpretations of how that happens throughout the years. Um, in this, we now have an origin story, right? It, yep. Now, now there's a definitive origin story for the film canon. Is that oh, Sub Zero not only broke both his arms, he froze them and shattered them to millions of little pieces. See, now I'm interested to see Cruella to see if Mortal Kombat was able to tell a better origin story in the first 20 seconds of a trailer than they could in a movie. Uh, that's a good point. <laughs> but, yeah, no, that looks fucking awesome. It looks super brutal, and I can't wait to fucking watch that movie. And it comes out once again. First trailer for a movie. It's February. And that came out on the 18th, I believe, or the 19th. Mm-hmm. That movie comes out April 16th. Wow. So these, and it's on. It goes right to HBO. Right Max, to HBO right? Max. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. All right. I'll be watching it. 
Do you think that, that like everything that's going on, you know, with theaters and stuff, is going to shrink down the, the the amount of time that movies need promo? Now that's being delivered right to your home, is that going to be a thing where it's just like, here's the trailer, watch it next weekend? Um, I mean, I feel like there's there's a lot that could go into that. There's a lot I of mean, that going around right now. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I one theory. One theory that I actually may even have is that it's possible that a lot of promotional and marketing budgets have been cut because there aren't right. any there are there isn't money coming in from theaters. So a lot of times when you're putting out a movie like that or you're putting out a show, it goes with any other network, you have a lot of marketing budgets that you're putting forth to making sure that everyone is knowing that this is coming out. All right, we have this movie coming out in May. Let's announce it in September, and let's just keep the buzz going. Let's just keep it going. And so you put a lot of money behind that. Do I have any proof that that is what is happening? No. That is one theory that I have why they're announcing movies so much closer to their actual launch date. Right. And I think the – I mean the other thing is like the 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 times that we live in. You know, we don't know if there's we're going to so be – There's so much. We don't, <laughs> it's just so much. We don't – it's not even so much that there's so much content, but it's just we don't know if we're going to be able to go to the fucking movies ever again. You know what I mean? Or even – at least safely would be a, a way to put it, you know? And after a certain amount of time without the big crowds that those theaters used to draw, are we ever going to have movie theaters? You know what I mean? I've heard mm -hmm. some word, some word online that AMC, that Netflix might be purchasing AMC, which would be sick. And that then I also heard that changer. Disney might actually be opening up theaters of their own. Which... Uh, we need to stop Disney with their monopoly. <laughs> like, let's oh, not do oh, that. Oh. You, the, can't wait for the Disney grocery stores, the, the you know, right. healthcare centers. Yeah, Disney, I know. When Disney, when, Disney, when Disney and Amazon collaborate, the world will end. Apple tried to buy this Disney. This dream is not going to stop. Apple tried to buy it's Disney going. in like 2017. They were like, hey, get the fuck out of here. So, <laughs> so, But overall, Mortal Kombat looks fucking sick. I can't wait to see that. That is – that's some – that's some horn shit right there as far as I'm concerned. Um, I will say, I would never have gone, spent any time watching that movie unless you showed me the trailer. Now I'm like, I might watch that. Yeah, I'm just... You know what? I I also don't know if I would have gone and saw that in theaters, but I would definitely see that from my home. Oh, that's a good point, too. I mean, the other mm -hmm. thing is that like, yeah. I definitely wouldn't... Um, I, that trailer just showed me what to expect. It's going to be a good action movie. At the very least, it's going to be yeah. a great action movie. I am not expecting good acting. I'm not expecting much in the way of story. But I'm expecting some really sick fights and a lot of blood. Yep. And that yep. brings us to our next topic. Ladies and gentlemen, uh, tonight, as you can see from the thumbnail, you know, all three of you out there, we, uh, we've been playing, we have been playing a lot of Rust recently. And it has been absolutely unreal to the point where there's an economy on our island now. There's also communities. We are on the verge of civil war with the northern part of the island. Uh, oh, man, you missed a in, lot in last day, night. Nick, a lot went down. The whole political climate of the island shifted overnight. I'm hearing about this. So, uh, just to get started, I mean, uh, this game obviously has, it's been around for a couple years, and this, like I've said before, Rust actually caused a schism 
a great the great schism of 2017 in uh in my friend group that I played games with uh, a while ago because they actually had a disagreement over resources so they stopped playing Rust altogether and this was this was back when the game was in beta. So now that it's in full release, people are getting their hands on it. It got into the hands of the Twitch streamers. And once that happens, once your favorite streamer starts playing it, it just blows up. At one point, it had over a million viewers on Twitch. Um, it's had, I think, like, at its peak, it had over a million players on at one time. I, I didn't check the Steam charts on that. However, uh, and I can see why. It's been so much fun. I don't think there's been a moment I've played in Rust that I wasn't having a good time whether it be the community I'm playing with, whether it be the other players or interactions I run into, the raids that we've been doing. It's just, it's... The vibe zone. Uh, the vibe, the, the vibe, vibe zone. zone. Uh, we'll get there. And I mean, o overall, it's been it's been amazing. And so the only one here who hasn't played it on this panel would be Danny. Casual <laughs> uh, Dan. But however, he has prepared some questions for us tonight that only a true casual player will have. So, um, is there a stock market like in GTA? No, <laughs> no, no, sorry okay. to disappoint. Okay. However, okay. You mentioned there is an economy though. How does the economy work? So, I mean, there's no money, you know, you don't get like dollars and there's no, there's no way for you to actually like, it's a barter system to, pretty much. It's all barter. You got to go out and like the main way to craft things and like to upgrade different things is you get scrap. And you get that from, like, you know, destroying resources or getting resources out in the wild. Can you steal resources? You can kill and steal as much as you want. There is nice. no, like, it is, it is, when I say it's the Wild West, where you start naked with a rock and you come up against somebody who has a car and a machine gun, it is civilization. <laughs> Just like in the old West. Yeah, Here. it's like, it's Civ 5. <laughs> condensed into an island let me let me tell At you though let me tell you though just the way the, the game works there are different servers of different wipe zones and like different difficulties right now we're on what's called a soft core server which because why bad. would they ever choose that name is beyond me however um <laughs> oh it's real hot however where we chose to settle right there has been other houses that also have built around us and now we form this community the guy that built a house two houses away from us eventually built it into a hotel. He calls it the Bradley Hotel. Everyone in there is called hotel is from the hotel gang. Uh, we put Tudes on our house, so we're the Tudes gang, and uh, they know us. We know them. Like we're cool with each other. You coexist. We coexist. You know, we 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 uh we were all attacked one day. We got together. We were like fuck those guys. We went and got those. But the best story has to come with the loyalty of just being your of just being someone's neighbor because Burke mm -hmm. can attest to this. The other night we were on this like the hotel gang has become a, the absolutely number one like stop on the island. Like people will come from other corners of the island to come to the hotel and like see it in all its glory, right? So the other night we're playing and this guy shows up who nobody's ever seen before. And he's and so me, I go outside and I stick my Wait, gun. Do in you his actually face. recognize people? Yes. When you see them. Yes. Yes. How many so people that, are on a server? Thing. You only recognize people if you see them by their name. 
Like, you know, everybody else generally looks the same. You don't have – you can change clothes. You can change what you're wearing a little oh, bit. Like, their name is, like, up here. You but, don't dude, get, you don't but get Burke, to, like, think of like goat. your avatar. Think of, like, Goat, dude. though. Goat has, like, all types of zany clothing, so you know who you're looking at when you see Goat, you know? But either way, my point is, is that the other night, this guy shows up on our property. And so I go outside, and I stick my gun oh, in his yeah. face, and I say, hey, what the hell are you doing here, Right. And he goes, oh, uh, he goes, I was just coming through, passing through. And I said to him, I was like, oh, are you part of the hotel gang? And he said, yes. So he fucking lied to me. Uh, because we have, ex- we have, we have a lie. peace treaty. We have a peace treaty, right? I turn my back and he fucking guns me down. And so we're talking shit to him in the chat. And he's like, well, I had to loot too, yada, 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 right? So I just put out a server-wide call, kill this man on site. 12 members from the hotel gang went and hunted that man down, shot him, tortured him, then killed him, took all his, like, revived him, shot him, revived him, shot him, took all his stuff and brought it back to me. And we're like, we got you, McPoot. You're our boy. Like, wow. like that's Straight the type of loyalty that you're One getting. One of my questions was actually, have you ever been fooled into thinking that someone was going to be peaceful and then they ended up killing you? Oh, all oh, the time. So, I, so I, does I, that I, happen I, a lot? I, that's a all the time thing. When we first started playing. So you guys are too we, trusting. We, we, we just, the, you well, know, I mean, know. Burke We're tries dudes. to be friends with everyone. And at a certain. Well, that's, that's, <laughs> the thi- that's the thing. Like, we have bows and we've just gotten, like, semi automatics. Like, we are low on the totem pole. In almost any sense of this game, we are going to be outgunned and we are going to be murdered. So I'm trying a generally pacifistic approach with most things. It doesn't work. But there was one time where this guy, they have different places called monuments, which are just like you know, big landmarks in the game. This one guy's like, I swam up to one that was a lighthouse, and there's one guy's on the dock. Keep talking. If I don't go to the bathroom, I'm going to pee my pants right now. <laughs> there's this one guy on the Do dock, it. and I... Pee pants stream. Oh, nice. Donate $5 in Super right. Chat right yeah, now. Actually, if you yeah, donate $5, Pat will pee his pants on stream. <laughs> but, so I swim up to the lighthouse, and it takes me maybe like five minutes to swim out here, because it's, you know, you don't have a boat. You're just a naked dude running up there. So this guy is on the uh, dock, and I'm like, hey, please don't kill me because you get your voice in chat. It's like, please don't kill me. I've just gotten out here. I'm clearly naked. All I have is a rock. So he's like, sick, man. Okay, I'll show you. So we walk through the lighthouse. He shows me. He's sick. Love the nakedness, man. Yeah. He's, he's like, basically. He's like, <laughs> the lighthouse. He's like, if you come over here. You know, the landmarks have, like, loot crates that they have in them, so it's like you have to go raid a landmark for the loot crates, and you can get, like, weapons or scrap or supplies. So he's like, yeah, some usually spawn over here. He's like, you want to go this way? Watch out. People usually hang out up here. We get to, like, the top of the lighthouse, and he's like, here it is. Here's the view. And he's like, do you know why I brought you up here? And I was like, oh, my God. Like, (laughs) why? And he's like, get on your knees. And I was like, okay. So he's a naked man, and he's telling me to get on my knees. Oh, that's true. I have. Like, so he was naked too. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you you get clothes, but like most of these people just kind of like fuck around. So he's like, get on your knees, and I was like, oh, okay, I'm about to be sexually assaulted in rust. I have I have <laughs> clips of me servicing people for metal fragments. Like I will wow. mime a blowjob in Rust. Yeah. <laughs> and there's some guy right will there. throw exactly. metal fragments at me. There's no money. There's only sexual favors. Can, 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 so I'm like I'm like 
Oh, I'm sorry, Mike. Continue. I'm like, I'm like, oh, okay. And he, so he's, I, was, I get on my knees because I mean, like, I have a rock. And the guy pulls out a gun and he's like, "Welcome to Rust. I'll bathe you in blood." And then just shoots me in the head. <laughs> like, God damn. One of my questions was, "What is the coldest thing someone has said to you before you died?" Oh, we've seen that some fucked 100%. up shit. <laughs> oh my god. What's some cold shit you said to someone before you killed the, them? The best is, though, when people, like, come at you. It's the funniest thing. People come at you, and they'll try to kill you, and then you down them. So it's kind of like it's kind of like COD, where, like, if you get down, but someone comes and revives you, you're good. They'll down them, and they'll be like, no, no, chill, chill, chill. Please don't kill me. Please don't kill me. And it's like, you just were fucking trying to kill me. <laughs> they their quick. All right, so what is, what is this vibe zone that I'm hearing a lot about? Okay, well... This is like like I for me it's like I don't play a lot of uh, games for the combat at all. I play a lot of games for like I like building stuff and, and designing. You're all so, about the vibe. Oh, yeah, that's Nick's thing. We're afraid to put him on a Minecraft server in creative mode because we'll lose him for twelve hours. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So, like, I've been really struggling with Rust. So like we decided we're like we're gonna go on an adventure, you know, like let's go do this thing that's not in our immediate vicinity. So we're we're traveling over this, you know, fields and hills and going through mountains. We come on to this pavilion, this beautifully constructed, you know, like outdoor, you know, like it's just a roof with pillars and you know, it's like open air structure. And it's got public seating and a stage and a piano and all these instruments, and we're like, what have we just stumbled upon? So we're like checking it out and you can play the instruments and stuff. And, you know, like there's chests full of, you know, guitars and we're playing around with all these doodads and toys. We go around back. There's like a, a health, you know, like a, a health checkpoint center with a fridge full of food and resources. We're trying to figure out what did we just what did we stumble upon? And it, you know, it's got this big painting called the Vibe Zone on the wall. Days later, we go back and the guy who runs the place. <laughs> The caretaker is there. Guy named Zan. Zan. I so, think it's like Zan, like Xanax, Nick. I remember he said uh, he said Zan. It ah. was spelled it was spelled Zan, but his name was Zan. So he's like, here, let me let me show you. Like, well, it started out. It looked like this, and he pointed at a picture on the wall of the vibe. He had a picture in the. No, he, he got had, it. He had Pat a fucking like, Polaroid. And he pulled out a Polaroid camera and took a picture of Pat. And then he's gave like, oh, it to me. Camera. And then gave it to me. I have a picture What's of my that? character in Rust. In Rust, like. So, <laughs> so he gave. Did he give you the picture or the Polaroid? The, the Polaroid. Polaroid. So. Like he's showing us, like, like he's telling you know, Pat's like, well, don't people you come and fuck with you? He's like, well, you know, that happens. That's rust. But I mean, for the most part, I only keep what I need here to keep it put together. And you know, like you can come and get resources for free. I have it in the fridge. You could grab some wood and stone and chest. And he was also yeah. like, he was also like, you know, I have a donation box set up for anyone who'd like to <laughs> donate. <laughs> and, and keep keep in mind, like at this point, we're what maybe like. Like 20, 30, 30 hours into Rust, all extremely jaded. Like, we're like, shoot everybody at <laughs> sight. Like, all people in Rust are horrible. The this best. is the most toxic And you come movie. across this gentle man who's here just to create a vibe zone. Just yes. to give some yeah. light in this darkness. The best thing that he said to us, the best thing, he goes, You really want to see some beauty? Here's what I tell you. You see up there on that hill? That's my house. I've got a lawn chair set up there. If it starts raining and there's a lightning storm, you go up there, you sit in that lawn chair, 
And man, that's beautiful. He goes, you just enjoy, he goes, oh, just sit back. He goes, ever seen. he goes, you just sit back and enjoy the show. And I yeah, was like, yeah. I remember going, bro, like you just do this on every server you go on. He goes, well, this is the first time I've ever really done it. I was like, what? You th- this is you planned this all is, of this was, out. This is a man who has played so many Rust trailers. He used, he was the number one killer on his last team. <laughs> he was the number one killer. He killed He's so like many Ross. innocent people until he had an epiphany one day. It was like, no. He's not like anymore. he's like John Wick in the beginning of the first movie where he's like just inner peace. That's, I, I left that. That's life. what. Yeah, exactly. However, oh. we we left out the part that after all this happens, he sits down at the piano and starts to oh. woo us, like really starts to play piano. So the the way that you play instruments in Rust is you uh, you can assign like different notes to different hotkeys. There's also like, an app you can download that just runs so that, the, the we script. We didn't know that. So yeah. like I mean other otherwise you would have to like simultaneously essentially play a piano with your you know with your um keyboard. Wow. And this dude just starts shredding on a piano. <laughs> he's like playing classical music and we're literally all there jaw dropped. And he's talking to us like explaining the whole thing. And then he he was like he was like oh there's like a program that you know just like MIDI it like puts you know goes off of MIDI files and then it does it in there. But we didn't know that. We thought this guy is just like you know, a savant. Like, <laughs> the shit out of this piano. And that being said, though, he, uh, what was I going to say? He was not up on, like, any of the jokes that we were dropping in front of him. Like, he was just so, yeah, Burke, you know what I'm talking about. We were just, we were, I'd be like, you picking up what I'm putting down, bro? And he'd be like, what? <laughs> like what? Wait, did you drop something? Yeah. I didn't see that. Like, so... So this guy just decided to come in here, just shed a little, a little sunshine in the yeah. world. Oh, people he's know him. People know him on the server. Like, so, oh, okay. So he, do, okay, okay. Yeah, I mean, I thought that story was going to end, and then we turned our backs, and he shot us in the head. I just <laughs> I mean, figured I that's how all rough stories end. I wouldn't have it, like you know, expected it to go any other way. It was more of like we have not been killed yet. Okay. Oh, and there was like an attack helicopter. He's like, "Quick, put your gun away and take all your clothes off. They won't come attack us if you're naked." And I was this like, "This man is a survivor. Yeah, he is a survivor." I mean, I mean, degree. when we fir- when he told us that, I was like, "Uh, should we really do that?" <laughs> this man knows how to adapt. And he goes, "Yeah, man, they won't shoot at anyone who's a newbie." Oh my God, this man is a rust veteran. Who is looking for penance for his crimes and is just <laughs> opening up this little vibe museum and asking for donations? <laughs> That's it's true. Just like, Next time we see are... him, we have to grill him on what he did. <laughs> yeah, you got to find You're out like, about his past. He's done some shit. You got some deep dark skeletons, don't you, man? Oh yeah, he did way worse than tell someone to get on his knees and then bathe them in blood. <laughs> that was casual. You expect that to happen. Man, I mean, been... I yeah. I mean, I, I, my my only other question was, you know, what what was some of the coldest shit that you've said to somebody? Uh, there was that guy that we found sleeping, and I put an arrow in his head, and then we after took I had his... already put an arrow in his head, yeah. <laughs> I didn't realize he was dead. And then, like, this was right after we went to the vibe zone. I was feeling like pretty positive. And I just saw this guy sleeping on the ground. I was like, let me put some resources in his bag. And then Mike, Mike and Pat were like, what are you doing? 
that's a dead body. <laughs> and then Nick's like, how do you know he's dead? And I was like, well, I shot him in the head. And then Pat was like, well, I shot him in the head, too. Uh, <laughs> 80 seconds after we left the chill zone. There was <laughs> Nick and I were I coming. Think... Nick and I were coming back from a mission the other night. And some guy like just kept run. He, he, he kept coming at me with his rock and getting close. And I kept telling him, bro, don't get close to me. Don't get close. And he was like, I'm a new player. I don't know what to do. Which we've heard that line before. Like, and then they just whip out something and they murder us. And so finally I was like, don't get close. Don't. And I fucking, I capped him in the legs and he just goes, he's on the floor dying. He said, why would you do that? I was like, I told you not to get close and just ended his life. You did not listen. I think, um, I, I think after Nick had a religious experience talking with the guy over at the, the Vibe Zone, I think Nick is now going to be like Jules Winfield at the end of Pulp Fiction. <laughs> just going to walk the earth. Just going to roam, get new adventures and shit. I think that's the way to go about playing that game. From the little bit I've seen of it, is just roam around, you know, try and get shelter with random people. I'm just here to walk the earth. Well, that's what I'm interested in about the, the the hotel gang. Is like, do they actually? Is it open to other people to stay there? Yes, yeah. So the pay. way, so the way rent. the hotel gang works is they have it so down to a science now. You have you all you have to do is go there, go to the vending machine, purchase a fucking room code that that he has set up. Go to your room, put the code in for the door, and just make sure you're paying your donations. Like you there's know, locks on locks and codes on doors. Oh yeah. yeah. So so when when oh, I shit. when I say like you know you play the full gamut of you wake up naked with a stone, and you do like the whole Minecraft thing of go beat a tree, go beat a rock. Like you know you get sources that way. People can make helicopters. People can make diving equipment. You can make a rocket launcher. Like so this is like the this is the you know the class disparity of Rust. <laughs> <laughs> so there's a one percent in Rust. Yeah. Oh for sure. Of a 1%. Dude, our our boy Goat who runs the hotel gang, he is the one percent. People pay him in resources and he offers the 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 hotel has sentry guns. Has a has sentry guns all around it. So if anyone get like the other night this guy called Rusty, funny enough. He showed up and he murdered a whole bunch of people in our He's community. While he was getting away, though, the sentry guns took him out and we were able to get all of our shit back because the sentry guns will target people who are not in your group. So so you can you can tell the sentry guns, essentially, these people are cool. Don't well, kill them. I don't think it's that close. It's more or less like the people who inhabit this area, like who are frequently here, like if a weapon is discharged against them around the premises, then the sentry gun goes against the person that discharged the weapon. So, got like, it, the other it. night, somebody was just shooting a nail gun close to the hotel, and the sentry gun just targeted them <laughs> and fucking dun-dun-dun-dun-dun-dun, like, and just murdered them immediately. I, I, I've died, like, two or three times doing that exact thing. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. And they put windmills up on the top since for, for electricity, uh, they have a whole they have a whole light rig up there, and even then, like we had this one issue where like this one guy showed up and he killed Burke, and it was in the middle of the night. So me and this other dude chase after him, and I murdered the guy. And when I go to get Burke's stuff, this other guy looted him, and I was like, "Yo, yo, yo, what are you doing?" And I know that if I kill this dude, I immediately piss off the rest of the hotel gang, right? Mm -hmm. 
Uh, but he was nice enough to be like, oh, is this your boy's stuff? I was like, yeah, that's all of my friend's stuff. He's like, oh, my bad. No problem, McPoo. And just gave me all of his stuff. And he goes, he goes, can I keep the homemade shells? I was like, you mean the ammo for his gun? (laughs) So finally, I was like, I'll trade you. He gave me the homemade shells and I gave him potatoes and it was a fair trade. that, That sounds like a fair trade. Yeah. So you had to trade him. I mean, that guy was that guy knew what he was doing. That's some shady shit that he was doing. Oh he yeah, knew that it, he was it, taking your boy's stuff. It's killer be killed, and literally, in like you know, in every sense of the game, like we are. This is the second server we were playing on. We were playing on one other server before, and I think this is worth mentioning if we haven't yet. Servers reset like completely. So it's not like where you have like a Minecraft server or a creative not world where you can play it indefinitely. Some are weekly. Some are biweekly as in every other week, and then some are monthly. We originally were playing on a weekly server where every Tuesday night, 100% would reset. Any progress you made, any skill trees that you've unlocked, you're back to the beach with a rock. Yeah, and and fuck that. So we moved over, and we moved over to a softcore server, which there is still PvP, and, you know, you're still allowed to murder each other, but it's specifically meant for newer players to get their bearing. However... That one guy, uh, Chad, who lives up on the rock next to us, uh, oh, yeah, he, Chad. Uh, he, he, uh, I forget who who lived with him. He doesn't live with him anymore because he was an asshole. But his old roommate, pretty much, <laughs> he kicked him out. his old roommate came to our house and was like, "Is this your guy's house?" We we're like, "Yeah." And he goes, "Well, I got to be honest, it's a pretty shitty house, right?" And we were like, "Oh, okay, that's well, we're we you know we're only forty hours in." He goes, "No, my house sucks too. I'm a new player." He goes, "I think I only have like three hundred hours." And we were like, no, "What the?" He f-? said more than that. Oh, he said he might, like, I think he said three hundred or more. I know he said three hundred though. But either oh, okay. way, the point is though. As soon as he turns around, not one, not two, three fucking bears come out of the woods and attack him all at once. And he's screaming, guys, there's fucking bears. And, like, you hear gunshots going off. And you hear him, like, you hear the pad of the, and the bears, like, murdering him. And all of a sudden, uh, I'm standing on top of our house yelling at him. Yeah, I guess our house isn't such a big piece of shit now, is it? And I'm just watching Dude, through my so... sniper scope, watching these bears just chew on his body afterwards. That's Pat's, like, amazing. relaying this whole thing because I'm inside and I'm, like, <laughs> trying not to go outside and get killed by bears myself. And he's just like, this is so I'm fucking sitting, I'm sitting there up there, like, just using, just telling Burke, like, oh, shit, the bears are murdering him now. <laughs> this is happening. Now I, I I hear that this it may come to PS4 that may happen. Now it, like let's say it does, is it even worth getting on a PlayStation console? Is this something that should only be played on PC? You have to play it with other people. Like you can't play it by yourself. Yeah. I mean, even even if you could, like, I don't even know. I don't think there's a single player option for it. Um, no, not at even all. solo. There, you are, can, there are you, servers you can, that are like solo duo trio, so you, it's you're never going to be at like a crazy disadvantage to huge groups. But well, that just you, means that you're going to want to play. Yeah. As in, you can. What I'm saying is, you can play by yourself as you you're a one man team, but you were playing live against other people on a server. Yeah. It's, yeah, not, it's I, not like you cannot play that. You can't play this without an internet connection. No. Yeah. I, I, what I'm saying is, I, I think like there were talks that it is going to be coming to like Xbox and PlayStation Four. Mm-hmm. Let's say if you know. There's cross-platform compatibility. I can then play with you guys. Is it something that's even worth getting on console? 
I, yeah, I would probably say so. I mean, there's a lot of crafting that goes into it, like, and a lot of, like, you know, um, inventory allocation and everything. As much as you can play, and I keep going back to Minecraft just because it's, like, a super, you know, easy uh, analogy. Like, as much as you can do inventory management and block management with Minecraft on a console, you can do so with Rust. All right, well, here's but, like, my answer to that. There's a lot of hotkeys and a lot of, like, other things where having an actual keyboard makes it really efficient to play. Yeah, mm-hmm. just get a fucking PC, dude. Just commit and join us oh in Conquest. Just get it. And just join us it. in so Conquest. Easy. It's just so easy. It'll only cost you 1500 bucks. Just get a PC. Oh, also, if you want to talk easy. about bringing, bringing the toxic community of Rust into the toxic community of Xbox Live. <laughs> oh, oh yeah. you're asking for... Uh, let me tell you something. There have been a lot of communities that have cleaned up their act, like, in the past... 12 years since the old Xbox Live days, you know, where everybody <laughs> fucked my mom, so to speak. But so many people <laughs> fuck Pat's mom. So many Allegedly. people told me they Allegedly. fucked my mom. Allegedly. Allegedly. So that being said, though, holy shit. The chat in Rust is some of the worst things I've read in my life. Now, listen, they are objectively hilarious. We all have a good time. But this is not something that you would just whip out in public or at a bar (laughs) or anywhere. Like, this is only something that you can type in a video game chat and people are going to have a good time. I won't go into detail, but all you need to do is spend five minutes on a Rust server and you'll know exactly what I'm talking about. Mm-hmm. When when you when you see that someone who is named Minecraft Steve in the chat is using a lot of colorful language for certain people, <laughs> you start to question. You start to things. question. What kind of game am I playing? It's yeah. clearly not being monitored. <laughs> no, 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 no. This is the right. unmonitored section of chat roulette, folks. So when oh, I get a PC, that will probably be one of the first games that I download because that sounds fun as fuck. Yeah, no, that. I mean, it's it really is sick. Like it, uh, I didn't think I was gonna have a lot of fun with it, but I ended up having a really good time with it. And I, I, I just hope that I hope that you know the same thing that happens for that that game that we that we hope happens with all the games that we love. You know, more content, more mechanics, fix the bugs. That's the other thing. I haven't experienced a lot of bugs, and I think no. that's something really to be appreciative of when things like Cyberpunk exist. So. <laughs> <laughs> hey listen nick you got point. ryan johnson in star wars i got cyberpunk okay that's fair you're right so that being said um let's move on to uh clip of the week there huh gents all right here we go oh my god every single time i change windows it's it's a mess tonight on here. Who, who picked this clip? This is so Nick. I, this is my pick, and I went. I tried to go more in a Joe direction than my typical video, so I think you guys will like this. You have to go to the darkest corners of your mind. <laughs> and the web. And the web. At least I'm safe inside my mind. Okay, let me just pull this up real quick. All right, you guys got. You guys are good. Mm-hmm. Yes, sir. All right, let's do it. It's raining, whoa, it's pouring, yes, Lord. Ha! I gotta get some of the rain. Drugs in right there. Drugs <laughs> in. What the hell? 
way. What the hell? My boy, are you good? He's falling on his flowers. Those are those are weeds. I don't think that's flowers. Oh, uh, uh, is that a weed? I think it's just overgrown. <laughs> well, first things first, gentlemen. He has a beautiful voice. Okay, yeah, incredible. Uh, beautiful improv. I like this guy's the shirt he's rocking, the Ninja Turtle shirt. <laughs> Ninja I didn't even notice that. I didn't notice that Ninja either. Michael His Bay Ninja Turtle. Michael Bay Ninja yeah. Turtle shirt. Oh, look! Look at the still you got there, Pat. It looks like his eyes are bugging. Well, that's because they are. That would be because they are, in fact, bugging. I'll, I'll, Good, I'll let all this right here. Drug sale. Drug sale right there. Look at drug sale. Drug sale. This man just sings about what he sees. Like he's in the shower. He was like, I got detergent. What the hell? <laughs> drug sale. What the hell? Keeps this guy who's just clearly like nodding off in a bush as like that's his marketing. Nodding he's off. Like, you want to turn it? Nodding into off. Burke, he's nodding overdosing. Off is a very soft way of saying <laughs> passing out and almost OD. Yeah. I'm being polite, but he's like he's like I keep this guy around to show you this that good shit. <laughs> oh my god! There's what a drug sale right there. What the you hell? Dissociate and then I love I love how he keeps the camera on him and he's singing about what's going. This man's clearly struggling to stand, and I love that. Like no way, he's struggling to keep himself. I want to know what's going through his head as the guy is singing at him. Like what? What is going through this guy's brain? He's probably thinking the same thing. What the hell? Hell theme song. Oh, man. This man is on another planet. I, mean, I right love now. the tag at the end. Oi, yeah, you good? <laughs> yeah, you good? <laughs> you good? No, he no, he's not good. He's yeah, not. He is not good. He is obviously not good. <laughs> you gotta call nine one one right now. <laughs> you need to let him know what is yeah. happening. Oh man, this is good. This was a good one. I like. I like how it starts innocently enough. You know, like I didn't think this was just an alleyway. Ooh, you know, and the confidence in his voice too. You know, that's important mm -hmm. to be a good he's, vocalist. He's about to start his day. He's so excited. He's like, I'm on top of the world, about to hit the day. What the hell? <laughs> Drug sale. What the what hell? The hell? <laughs> oh my god. Oh Nick, my where, god. Did, where did you find this video? Oh well, shit, I, that's I good. Give away my sources. Fair point. What's funny is I, I believe I've seen this video like a couple of years ago, but I couldn't remember what happened at the end. I like I could I know it was like something happens at the end here, and it was just like oh right tweaking. Yeah, no, he is definitely tweaking for sure. He's he's gone. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it, he's it, having a rough Like night. he he managed to keep himself like in that position for a little bit until finally gravity just takes over. <laughs> Finally, gravity wins the battle. That, that kind yeah. of looks like the video of the Mars landing, too. It's just like slowly, slowly getting closer to the ground. I haven't seen the video, actually. I should probably watch that. It, it's it's yeah. an animation. It's not like a video, but it's, it's like an, an accurate, anime. like, anim it's, anim it's manga. 
It's oh, nice. of what happened. <laughs> you read it backwards. Oh, <laughs> my bad. All right. Well, with that being said, first of all, uh, thanks, Mike Burke, for coming on special guest tonight. We know that this podcast can be quite volatile. So we appreciate you for putting it all out on the line for us. And that being said, the audio version of this show is available on all major podcast apps. And uh, if you like anything you see here, subscribe to the channel, hit the little bell, share with your friends, uh, you know, to let them know that. This is this is what you subject yourself to once a week, and uh, and we appreciate that. So uh, once again, thank you very much, and uh, we'll see you next time. Bye bye.